This program is brought to you by PersonalLifeMedia.com. This program is intended for mature audiences only. Welcome to Sex Tantra and Kama Sutra, bringing you the soul of sex. I'm your host, Francesca Gentile, and with me today is Michael Gephardt. He is a clinical social worker, a consultant. He's been practicing and developing holistic psychotherapy methods with individuals, couples, and groups for over 25 years. And his specialties include couples work, intimacy, communications, emotional balance, social intelligence, belief system deconstruction, mindfulness, and somatic retraining. That's a mouthful. <laughs> Bringing a lot he of elements. True. <laughs> a lot of elements. Very, very holistic. He's also a body mm-hmm. worker, an avid dancer, a father, and um, just a delightful man. And he's currently writing a handbook on intimacy, and I am thrilled to have him with us today. Welcome. Welcome, Michael. I'm so glad to be here with you, Francesca. Thanks for having me. You know, it's always very special to have have my guests and each of you and you are so unique and have a perspective that nourishes us and feeds us and moves us down the pike of relationships into something something more, something richer. And you and I were just speaking privately about where we are in life and the sense of life endings and life beginnings. So would you perhaps share with our listening audience, catch us up a little bit on on where you are in life today and what is stirring that relates to this new intimacy book, these, and the sense of where we start, where we end, and what's going on. Well, um, presently 51 years old, which uh, feels to me like a peak experience, uh, looking out at my life backwards, looking forwards, and uh, enjoying where I am, uh, much more of a sense of maturity in my own being and uh, my own development and the perspective of many years of experiences in relationships, both positive and negative experiences along the way. So, um, as well as having uh, coached and counseled uh, many, many people in their own intimate relationships. Um, so, I feel so like there, I there have starts to be a, a body of information that mm-hmm. you gather when, you know, when we're in our 50s, I'll be 53 July 4th, and mm-hmm. there's there's this body of life as well as all of the, you know, what we've researched, what we've studied, and seeing our clients. And there starts to be something about the cycle of relationships and what really creates intimacy. What would you say, are there keys, are there steps? I mean, what is, or what is that cycle of relationship that we can expect to be in? Maybe over and over again with the same person or over and over again with different people? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, we talked about that. There are beginnings. There are beginnings and middles and endings, right? So, in the beginning, there's uh, some kind of meeting of someone and uh, some kind of sensing that goes on in that meeting. And we're, we have these antennae, antennae, intimacy antennae. We're just immediately limbically tuning in to ourselves and the other and so what the potential is there. And we're reading that information really quickly and, and subconsciously or semi-consciously. And so there's the beginnings of something that may feel like it has a lot of potential. Uh, sometimes there's an immediacy of, of chemistry that occurs. 
Um, sometimes it may just be a dance with someone and you may not know anything about them, you may not even find out anything about them, including their names. And other times there's something that has a lot more uh, reality that uh, occurs in, uh, within it and something develops into a longer-term relationship. So even within that, there are middles and there are endings. I tell that to my clients, whether I'm seeing them for five sessions or 25 sessions or five years, there's a beginning and um, each phase has its own elements. It does. You know, each, there's that, as you said, there's a beginning phase and some relationships last a weekend and some last, some a, last lifetime. a lifetime. And is there something about having it be more conscious? You said it could be semi-conscious or it could be subconscious or it could be more conscious. It could be real or it could be fantasy. Do you feel that there's something preferable or something that's more likely to create a richer experience, a more full, uh, more healing experience if we're more semi-conscious or even conscious or more in the reality versus the fantasy? Or do you have you found statistically that it doesn't matter? It's kind of uh, a crapshoot. Oh, I think it matters. And it, it, there certainly are many ways that we can bring ourselves more into presence and consciousness in relation to uh, beginning uh, to meet someone and how conscious we are and uh, what we're discerning, what we're recognizing, and how much presence we bring into that moment, uh, how much we let the other person in and really sense the other person's uh, presence. I find personally... What does that I, mean? You know, presence, presence sounds like a great word, and so does, you know, letting someone in. But, you know, we've all heard the, the uh, stories of, you know, the con, the con people, the con men, the con women, where someone lets someone in and then they... they they uh, they take all their money and, and leave. Uh, so what what is the positive side of that? I mean, there's a there's a challenge side of that, and then there's a positive. And some of us never let people in. Like we're one big wall with mm-hmm. uh, you know no turn to pass sign. So when right. you talk about presence, what do you mean right. by that? And when you talk about a healthy way of letting someone in, what do you mean by that? Mm-hmm, that's great. Well, it reminds me of being taken and being taken. Right? There's being taken of being someone really takes me away and really captivates me and and fascinates me and and just I, I just open up to them because their their being is so inherently interesting to me. I find something resonant and I just feel yeah I want to know this person more. So drawn to someone. There's that being taken and then there's the being taken where hey wait a second I don't like where you're taking me here, you know. So there is that, I think, again, that uh, sense that we have of, to some degree, it's how comfortable we are with someone. Uh, to some degree, it's how similar we feel to that person um, and uh, how safe we feel with that person. So there's uh, so much that's going on. That's what I meant by subconscious, that in the limbic brain, it, there's so much that's going on that's, that's um, beneath the surface and doesn't automatically have words that uh, we can discern when we're very conscious and very attuned to that. So what I think I hear you saying is that there's some degree that we want to enjoy a sense of being fascinated and being opened because that's, you know, what poets and prophets have written about for thousands of years, that sense of inspiration that another person can be. And yet there's something that we want to hold, maybe one foot on the ground as our spirit is soaring, I don't really know this person yet. Let me do some due diligence. Let me have some discernment at the same time, a simultaneity of allowing myself to be inspired to, in a sense, allow this person to find more of my God or my divine within me. 
Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think of kind of four levels of relationship of intimacy. Uh, first level is the physical. And when I talk about presence, I'm often thinking about how physically present am I? How, what's happening in my body? How excited am I? How able am I to soothe myself if I'm, like, like, like right now, I'm a little nervous. You know, being with you here and talking on the air brings up this excitement and nervousness inside my system. We'll take a deep breath on that one. <laughs> yeah, you know, when you say that, it's, it's interesting. It's almost like a little spark of excitement comes to me because it's like, oh, he's excited. And then something, something turns on. Uh, in in me as well, and I just so I'm going to breathe that into my heart, and and then I'm guessing we're in presence together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm thrilled. I mean, I feel inside myself. Ooh, this is thrilling. This is exciting. And so there's that level of physicality. There's uh, uh, what's actually happening in the in the uh, physiology of of myself. That's where I first need to be present. Mm, you said that so beautifully, and I want to find out more about the other four, uh, you know, kind of levels of how we are in relationship or start relationship when we come back from break in a word from our fabulous sponsors. And I want to uh, inspire and ignite my, our listening audience to support our sponsors because that helps great shows like this keep coming to you. And we'll be right back. Imagine if you could become a way better lover in her eyes. Women, do you want deeper intimacy and orgasms far more intense, prolonged, and vivid than anything you've ever experienced? Expand Her Orgasm Tonight is an instantly downloadable, easy-to-learn 21-day training system for partners. Let Dr. Patty teach you the art of expanded orgasm. The genital massage techniques coupled with mind and heart opening practices will give you both full-body, full-being, orgasmic experiences. Then wait and see what happens. Curious? Want to expand her orgasm tonight? Oh, yeah. And it's totally free to find out more. Get the three free pleasure guides plus the free orgasmic techniques mini course. And when you're ready, get $100 off the original cost with promo code SAVE at expandherorgasmtonight.com. Welcome back to Sex, Tantra, and Kama Sutra, bringing you the soul of sex, interviewing the fabulous Michael Gebhardt, who is holistic and multifaceted and has so many gifts and talents, and he's talking with us about the fourfold path of relationship. We've just gone through the physical, and what are the other three? How do we bring them consciously into our Well, I would think of the second one as emotional intimacy. A lot of people think of intimacy uh, and go specifically to the physical, the sensual, the sexual, uh, those, the eye contact, all those, the smell, the chemistry, that's all so compelling. The second one is, uh, is, is both wonderful and challenging, the emotional realm of intimacy. And that's where people both develop and deepen their own sense of themselves and their own emotional maturation, and where people can get really thrown in, into a lot of turmoil in relationship. Ooh, ooh, let's drama. go deeper into this one. Let's go deeper into this one. The being thrown, the drama, the, and also coming to center and discovering ourselves. Um, I, I listening audience know that my mom died a couple years ago, and I've been in my own emotional um, losing myself and finding myself and in a relationship that has been extremely challenging for my own sense of self. 
So, and there's a sense of being lost, going, mm-hmm. getting thrown. And then mm-hmm. I'm just starting to sense that there's this opportunity to find myself in a new, deeper, richer way. Am I on track? Can you talk more about that, you know, being thrown and coming back to center that can happen every now and then for some of us in our relationships? Sure. Yeah, you know, intimacy is not for the faint of heart, is the quote that I like to repeat. It's a courageous dance that we enter into to really open up to someone else and allow someone else's influence and really feel what someone else is feeling. And it's very challenging on many levels. And men especially can have challenges really staying with a, a woman's emotional process or staying with their own emotional process. Many ways in which people become defensive on this level and, and don't allow openness uh, uh, to really enter, uh, don't allow someone else to really enter into them. There's so many fears that people have in the realm of intimacy, and legitimately. There's a lot of uh, traps. You know, there's, there, there are places where we can get lost and confused, lose our sense of self, uh, feel violated, um, lots of hurt that is possible and is experienced. And so people, we can develop, what I want to say is that we can develop tremendous capacity emotionally, uh, uh, skillfulness in being able to deal with the emotions that arise within ourselves, within a relationship. And it's not easy. So what, given that it's not easy, um, what, and what are the practices? What can we do? What can we look for um, to bring us back to center or to gain, you know, an emotional skill set, so to speak? Some of us, uh, you know, don't have it to start because of the wounds in childhood. Some of us, this being thrown off is because of a particular partner more than, you know, our lack of skills. But how do we continue to deepen um, that skill set? Well, in a way, what we're dancing with is both proximity and distance. And distance is sometimes what's needed. Separateness is also needed within a, within a relationship, and uh, so that we're not fused, in, uh, we're not just merged and, and fused with the other person. As wonderful as the merging can also feel, as comforting and nourishing as the emotional connectedness with another can feel. So I want to say it's difficult, but it's also wonderful. So um, that separateness is really uh, important to recognize and respect. Uh, the need for solitude and um, the distance that that really uh, holds and supports uh, an intimate relationship. Uh, it's important to really that helps us to come back into center. Right? Mm. So, so what I think I hear you saying is that sense of if um, for some of us who might feel obsessive, kind of obsessive and compulsive about the person, you know, do they love me? Do they love me enough? Where are they going? What are they doing? That in those cases, I may want to check into my own solitude. Have I lost my sense of self and center? It's time for me to take space for myself. And then the other side of that is for those of us who are always distancing, who are just kind of pushing someone away. What do we want to do? Because maybe we're taking solitude all the time. What do we want to look at or practice that might allow us to face that courage, as you spoke of, to let someone in? Mm-hmm. That's a beautiful question. Yeah. How much do we trust ourselves and our own skillfulness? Uh, first person we need to trust is ourself, uh, to trust someone else, you know, that we can swim you know, in the waters of another. We can hold on to ourselves. A guy, David Schnarch, writes a book called Passionate Marriage, talks about holding on to ourselves. 
that we can merge with someone and and retain a sense of ourselves and or let go of a sense of ourselves and really enter into a, a, a beautiful communion with someone and trust that our our self is resilient and will come back when we come into the next phase of our of our life so there's a lot of trust involved in in, mm. in uh, confidence in ourselves that develops that can develop over time and people that are holding themselves back from relationship they've been hurt they've been traumatized uh, they're fearful of re-entering they don't trust that they can hold on to themselves and their experiences have been so difficult and that takes some psychological work it's the third level I think of in the four levels of intimacy is the psychological or the cognitive it takes some some maps take some uh, work on your on our own personality aspects. It takes some self-knowing, and we can get to know ourselves better in an intimate relationship, uh, as well as know ourselves in our own separateness. Um, and to me, that's what matters. It's really the soulfulness of the connection is what matters. And I want my mm-hmm. soul to connect with someone else's soul. Otherwise, it's not intimate. It's not really real. And- you bring up a good point is that some of us have lost our own souls, uh, you know, that because of trauma, because of whatever, because of our superficial culture, some of us have never met our own souls, and we wonder why our relationships feel so unfulfilling. So there's a, there's a personal journey is what I hear, and I want to talk more about that personal journey, the psychological, cog- cognitive, the, the self-knowing, when we come back from a break and a word from our delicious sponsors and we'll be right back with Michael Gilbert. The spark of desire, the inner warmth of intimacy. This is Francesca. Do you long for an incandescent and eternally empowering relationship? My beloved and I have been training and teaching in the arts of love and intimacy for over 20 years. In our personalized coaching for individuals, groups, couples, in person or by phone, you will learn simple ways to ignite heart-opening passion, how to communicate effectively even under stress or trauma, key ways to breathe that increase stamina and pleasure, and how to heal past wounds and sexual dysfunctions. In our coaching, we compassionately and safely incorporate modern clinical sexology and ancient sacred sexuality teachings. To receive a free coaching consultation, call me at 510-759-3839 or email relationshipdiva.com at gmail.com. That's 510-759-3839 or relationshipdiva at gmail.com. Ignite a love life you love. Welcome back to Sex, Tantra, and Kama Sutra, bringing you the soul of sex with Michael Gelpart. And we're talking about personality, psychology, the psychological aspect of relationship, and the soulfulness and that we can sometimes lose our own focal connection with ourselves or never have one. And what is your sense of that, Michael, when you've been working with yourself or with, you know, the couples that come into you or the individuals? How, how important is that? Oh, it's crucial. It's, it's the heart of the matter, in a sense, is our connection with our own being, our own essential being. And whatever gets in the way of that is... Our, Kind of layers uh, on top of 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 our souls. You know, personality we might look at as kind of clothing. You know, the clothes, the nakedness of our of our own being. And there's all kinds of conditioning, all kinds of levels of belief, all all kinds of misguidedness 
and people living uh, outside of themselves, not in connection with themselves. And an intimate relationship is a, an opportunity to refine ourselves. Now, of course, we can lose ourselves further, but I, I think it's an opportunity to refine ourselves. How would I know? So <clears throat> I've been living my life, uh, working, maybe having kids or going on a lot of dates. However, I've been living my life. How would I know that I am out of touch with my own soulful nature? Hmm. How would we know? I, wouldn't that be intuitive? Wouldn't that be a sense that we have of, of being out of sorts, a sense of confusion, uh, doubt, uh, uh, just a sense of lostness that we have going around? Um, there are indicators and signs that we can recognize that we're just we're not where we want to be. Uh, sense of I think in our culture there's so much that goes on, so much technology, so many activities, and so much information and events. It's very easy to lose ourselves outwardly, out there, and be mm-hmm. out of and contact so, with in here. And what I think I hear you saying is that sense of confusion, depression sometimes uh, fatigue, sometimes a sense of emptiness, or sometimes a sense of compulsivity or desperation, being really um, feeling like we have to buy more or have more sex or watch more TV, that there's something that, that is in the way that we're almost self-medicating with. So any of those can be signs that we've lost that social relationship. Is that what I think I'm hearing? You know, it's kind of like uh, bringing it to sexiness. You know, it's kind of like dropping our clothes. I mean, we we wear clothes for pretty good reasons most of the time. Some some good reasons, and but it, there's nothing. You know how wonderful it is to drop our clothes with someone that we trust and feel uh, excited to be with and want to be close to. And the dropping of clothes we can look at symbolically. It's really dropping different aspects of our personality, our conditionings, our limitations, uh, our busyness, things we have to do. It's even just dropping our to-do list. It helps us to relax tremendously, right? We subtract something, we get lighter, and we're more available. I've been learning how to... Go ahead. Learning to do that personally, I've been learning to do that more recently with just gazing into someone's eyes. Just eye contact is such an amazing portal into being intimate with someone, allowing someone to really see into our eyes, to look into us deeply, into our waters, and being permeable is the way I'm looking at that. You know, is, is an act of, of, of uh, dropping uh, whatever else, whatever other agendas we might have, and entering into someone else's world is, again, an act of courage. Looking into someone and... and Sustaining eye contact is a tremendous example of, of a kind of act of, of, of courage. Of, of, uh, it's so intimate and doesn't have to do with doing anything or even necessarily turning that into a, a sexual, uh, anything more than that. It's so beautiful to just be in stillness with someone and have eye contact with someone. That slowing down, that letting it all go, that coming into presence again fully with someone without, you know, what do you make, what do you do, what has to happen next. Mm-hmm. Uh, so much of that cognitively, I mean, that's important too, that other element, that cognitive element of who are you, 
what do you do in the world? What, what kind of, how do you think? You know, knowing the other person. Very important as well. That cognitive aspect is important on another level to really building a, and sustaining a relationship. But if you don't having have an alignment, group, having an alignment of having an alignment, being aligned in the way that you think, or well, you'd hope that you you would have that. A sustaining relationship would have would have alignment on all kinds of levels. Yeah, I mean, interests and values and and uh, uh, meanings, life meanings, life purposes. That yeah, you would hope there'd be a bunch of green lights in those areas because then yeah, you you want to be with that person, not just for the physical, for the physicality of that, or because it's emotionally comfortable, but because there's there's great alignment that certainly does bode well for sustaining a relationship, a friendship, uh, knowing the other person, and having uh, resonance with the other person uh, is, is 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 valuable. We have the physical, the emotional, and under the third, that would be both the psychological self-knowing, the soulful knowing of self, and also that sense of alignment with the other person in the way that we communicate in our sense of friendship mm-hmm. and core values. Is, mm-hmm. And what is the fourth one? What is that fourth pathway? Fourth I think level? of the fourth path as more soul path, uh, soul or spirit. I think of that as the essential qualities that, that can be cultivated within the garden of a relationship. So for me, that's kindness or it's patience, or it's forgiveness, uh, love, and nourishment. Uh, these qualities that, to me, are soul qualities. They're essential nature, uh, essential nature uh, uh, that we can experience within the context of a relationship or, or outside of a relationship. But. Uh, it's more fun to be in. <laughs> it's more fun to do this with someone than with you know just with yourself. I mean that's you know it reminds me of Into the Wild, the movie uh, where the <laughs> young man goes out to Alaska and he goes out and embarks and you know, leaves society behind and discovers himself in such beautiful, amazing, wonderful ways, and then realizes, hey, it's not anything if you don't share it with someone. So sharing soul and sharing essential. Essential being, that's what I want. That's what I'm, you know, that's what motivates me. And helping people to be able to find that within themselves and within their relationships. That's my work. And if people are already in a relationship and maybe they want to reclaim that or find it for the first time, what would be your guidance, some next steps for them if they feel that, hmm, I'm not sure we have our soulful essence that we're really sharing or think we've lost it. We had it in the beginning, the first couple of years, but we've lost it. What would you, what would you suggest to them? Mm-hmm. There's, uh, again, I would look back at where, where the, first of all, I would say that there is that early phase of a relationship, the, the honeymoon phase where the chemistry is amazing and the passion is exciting and that's so intoxicating that a beginning of a relationship uh, where you don't really know the person. You've got a, lot of, got a lot of fantasies, projections, idealizations that allow us to be the fools of, of love and fools for love. That we fall into something where we don't necessarily know what it's going to feel like two years down the line if we continue to be with that person. 
the thicknesses or the texture of the relationship develops over time when we have experiences with someone. And how we navigate those experiences, the difficult experiences, makes the, the quality of the relationship. So how well we process with each other, how well we process decisions, how, how we navigate power, uh, power and control within a relationship. Those are the essential building blocks or foundational building blocks. So that's what I would look at is what are the foundational building blocks of a relationship that really help that relationship to develop into a strong, into a strong building. And so there's, I consider myself somewhat of an archaeologist or you know, an anthropologist of looking at what are the layers within the relationship, where are things really good, what do, you want to keep, what do you want to keep because it's really well developed in the relationship? Maybe the friendship, for example, or being good housemates with each other. And where is it not working so well? You know, where is it breaking down? And where, where does each person in the relationship have, where does the work for each person? And, and the work may be different. For one person, it's their abandonment issues. You know, whenever the, the guy, you know, shuts down and goes in front of the TV set, the woman's getting all upset because he's not there. Uh, and the guy, as soon as the woman's like pushing into his, his space and wanting something of him, abandons or steps back even further. So how those cycles, how those, uh, those relationship uh, patterns get recognized and get uh, navigated, uh, I think that makes the quality of the relationship. If you have some strong foundations, when we have strong foundations for processing our emotions and working the cognitive uh, maps and being able to navigate through conflicts, then we can be at something more soulful and some spiritual, something that, that feels more sustainable. So really looking at ourselves as well as our partner, where are, those, where are the strengths, where are the skill sets that maybe need to be developed or reclaimed? And seeing if we can come together as both in, individually in ourselves and as a partnership to assess those and move forward. And I'm guessing if we did that in the beginning of the relationship, even when we're in the high of chemistry, we can start to build stronger foundations that will support us throughout. How would people find more about you or work with you or find out about when your book comes out so they can get a copy of it? How would they do that, Michael? Uh, well, a couple of ways. One would be to uh, check out my website, and that's uh, com. My phone number in San Leandro, just south of Oakland, I can give that out, is 510-357-2527. And I love working with couples, and I love working with groups. And, um, yeah, so that's how I can be reached. Well, I want to thank you so much for joining us today and for sharing your wisdom of the four paths, the four levels of relationship and the journey, the journey that it is. And I want to thank you, our listening audience, for being on this journey of the soulful in sexuality and relationships. And if you wanted to find out more about Michael, see his picture, get to his website, find out about his services, get uh, find out about my services, my picture, or the transcripts of the show, you can do that at www.personallifemedia.com. That's www.personallifemedia.com. Sex, Tantra, and Kama Sutra, bringing you the soul of sex. Find more great shows like this on personallifemedia.com. 